Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we have reached part three of the rapture fact or fiction. And today I will continue to present scriptural evidence that the rapture of the Lord's legitimate church will take place before the tribulation period of God's wrath upon an unbelieving world. And while it is not profitable for believers to debate over the timing of God's catching us up to meet him in the air, as Paul the Apostle testified, will be the case for both those who have fallen asleep in Jesus and also those who remain at his coming. To not understand the scriptural implications of a pre-tribulation rapture is to miss the comfort and security assurance of the blessed hope which is promised to those who are his holy offspring. Knowing and understanding this truth puts a death knell to fear, for God's perfect love cast out all fear. In 1 John 4.13-19 it is written, by this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have beheld and bear witness that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out all fear. Because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Those sacred verses assure the believer who has genuinely repented and put their full trust in the Messiah of God that punishment has been forever removed from them. If they still fear, it is because they have not fully grown into the scriptural understanding of what the blood of Jesus Christ has truly accomplished for us. By his sinless and perfect blood atonement sacrifice, our awesome Savior has paid the penalty of sin's requirement of punishment and death that we deserved. At the moment of our new birth miracle, we became reconciled to the Father through that precious blood and are now one with Jesus and the Father and are sealed in that oneness by his Holy Spirit. When the Father now looks at us, he sees no separation between us and Jesus, our Savior, because he now views us through the divine lens of his Son's priceless blood that was offered up on our behalf. And therefore, his wrath will never befall us, because Jesus has already taken that judgment upon himself for us. And as we absorb the glorious wonder of salvation's miracle, of vindication, regeneration, and sanctification, we must also grasp the understanding of what the tribulation will be, 
for it will be a time of suffering, torment, and horror, such as the world has never known or will ever know again, as God's holy judgment falls down upon those who rejected his gift of love and grace. It will also be a time of discipline for his covenant people Israel, when he will open their eyes to see Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus their Messiah, and all of true Israel will be saved. These truths are confirmed in Daniel 9.24 and Revelation chapters 6-18. to While in 1 Thessalonians 5.1-11, the word of God makes very clear that his church, which is his bride, will not come under his judgment. And as I read these verses, please take note that Paul is addressing the day of the Lord which by scriptural definition is the apocalyptic judgment of God. Paul cites Joel 2.31 when he describes the prelude to this event. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And then in 1 Thessalonians 5.1-11 we read, Now as to the times and epics, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying, Peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like the birth pangs upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day should overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness, so then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, as also you have been doing. Beloved, if that was the only scripture that confirmed the assurance of a child of God never coming under his holy wrath, it would surely be enough to validate that we will never go through the tribulation horror which will come upon those who have rejected his gift of love and grace. And yet, there are many more verses throughout the Bible that make very clear that the salvation of God, which has been accomplished by his Son in holy, sacred, and perfect blood atonement sacrifice, has provided forever forgiveness, redemption, and justification for the one who has turned from his sinful ways and put their full trust in the Savior's saving work on the cross. In Romans eight thirty-two to 39 for instance, he reasons with us that the one who gave his own son would not then turn around to condemn us. Now there definitely is the work of sanctification where the Lord disciplines his children as legitimate sons, for he is preparing a bride without spot or blemish. The Philippians 1.6 promise of his completing the good work which he began in us on the day of Christ Jesus. 
is confirmed in the form of a prayer in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will bring it to pass. Hallelujah, beloved, and praise God forever. There is nothing we can add to or take away from our salvation security. The one who saved us will keep us and will present us before the Father in glorious white raiments, blood-washed and crowned with the righteousness of our eternal life benefactor, Jesus the Christ. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 We have also seen preludes of the rapture, which are given in the Bible. One such example is Enoch. In Hebrews 11.5 we read, By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God took him up, for he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Elijah was also taken alive into heaven in a fiery chariot. In 2 Kings 2.11 we read, Then it came about, as they were going along and talking, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, which separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. The Apostle Paul also was taken up to the third heaven. In 2 Corinthians 12, 2-4, we read his own personal and yet humble account. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a man was caught up to the third heaven. The Greek word for caught up in that passage is harpazo, which means to snatch or seize upon with force and to take to oneself. It is the same word used in 1 Thessalonians 4.16-18, where it is written, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. In a Jesus the Savior commentary entitled Biblical Proof of a Pre-Tribulation Rapture, they write that God will not allow the church to go through the tribulation period, for it will be a time of atrocities as the world has never known. In foretelling example, God would not destroy the wicked in Noah's day until Noah and his family were all safely aboard the ark. Not one drop of rain fell until Noah and his family were on the ark, and God had shut the door. Afterwards, the rains fell, and the wicked were utterly destroyed. The same is true of Lot and his family. In Genesis 19.22, we read the words of the angel sent by God to warn his servant of the destruction which was about to come upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. And Lot and his family, but for his wife, who looked back with regretful longing, and was turned into a pillar of salt, 
escaped to Shechem before the destruction fell. The angel's words were spoken just prior to the fire and brimstone which was about to rain down upon the lawless evildoers. Likewise, the church will be taken away from this sin-cursed world before the tribulation judgment comes upon it. In Revelation 3.10, we are given trustworthy confirmation to this promise of safety. Because you have kept my word of perseverance, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. For those who have believed in, relied upon, and held to salvation's promise in Jesus the Savior, in spite of all the enemy's fierce railings against it, will be kept from the hour of temptation and trial that will befall the world during the great tribulation. He has guaranteed it in blood covenant assurance. There is no greater joy than to know you belong to Jesus and that your eternal destiny is secure in him. Be strengthened in that divine guarantee, beloved, and, as always, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006 or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com